0: Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Midweek in the Word. We're thankful that you're along for the ride, that you're joining us here as we're coming into the close of the 2021 year. We're excited for 2022 and where that's going. We'll be bringing more information on where the podcast is going and some other information in the coming weeks, Um, but hopefully you've enjoyed being with us this year. You've enjoyed uh, last week's episode as we had Tom Rempel back on the podcast as he talked about the preaching ministry of the church. And we have one more area of ministry at Faith Bible Church, one more area that we haven't talked about that we want to give you some insight into both the individual and also the ministry area here on the podcast this week. This week, we're talking with Greg Heiser, our administrative director on the podcast, and an elder here at Faith Bible Church. Greg, thanks so much for being willing to come on the podcast. It's a pleasure, Brad. Well, I appreciate your pinch hitting here a little bit for me as we've shaken up schedules and we're trying to be flexible here. Uh, Listeners, we're excited, like I said, for where we're going next, Um, but I appreciate Greg's willingness to step on here um, in a bit of short notice as I asked him to step in here and fill in for us. Um, But listeners, before we actually jump into this interview and we we get to hear a little bit about Greg and his ministry, I just want to remind you this last week, Tom was back in the pulpit. He finished up Hebrews 4, as he was talking about, verses 14 through 16. If you missed that message, just remember, you can always go on Faith, Bible, Dot org under the resources tab sermons series podcast button and find any of those past sermons if you've missed them. If you can't be with us on a Sunday morning, you can always catch up on those messages and on the sermon series, whether it be Hebrews or something else as well. But as I mentioned, okay, today we're looking at the church's ministry of administration, and I would call it a ministry of administration, though maybe most people don't think about it that way. Before we get into that though, Greg, I want to talk to you about a little bit of your own personal journey. What is your one-minute
2: testimony? Okay, Brad, I'm not sure one-minute testimony <laughs> is possible because it's been quite a journey. Over well, the some people's my lives have a lot more content than others, I, you I, know. I, so. I understand. <laughs> I had the good fortune of of being uh, raised in a Christian home. Um, so church itself was always a, a central part of my life as I was growing up. And, and at that point in time, uh, I actually came to know Christ mm-hmm. as, as my Savior. And and uh, it it went well for a while, but over time, um, I guess you'd say I strayed and wandered a bit mm-hmm. as I got into my late teens and early 20s, and uh, I wasn't really serving the Lord well. And about that time is when I actually accepted Christ not only as Savior, which I had previously, mm-hmm. but also as Lord of my life, and mm-hmm. so... Um, It seemed like almost overnight the things that had been important to me no longer mattered. Mm -hmm. The things that uh, maybe before I didn't give a lot of thought to suddenly became real drivers in my life. Mm -hmm. So um, through about that time, God led me to uh, an amazing godly woman, Cammie, Mm -hmm. who's been my wife for 36 years. He's blessed us with two wonderful children. Uh, both of whom have come to know Christ as their Mm -hmm. Savior and are serving the Lord in different ways today. Um, Cammie and I began serving that time, and he blessed us with the opportunity to host and teach some small groups in our home. Uh, He gave me the opportunity to uh, teach some Sunday school classes, and at the same time, I've had the opportunity in five or six different locations to work in church finance and administration and and uh, various capacities uh, as a lay uh, member of the body and, and obviously you
1: know as I'm sitting here listening there's there's all these factors that God was lining up in your life that kind of come to your current role you know of yep. teaching in the past and your yep. your your career with uh, Nestle and organizing and all of that and your involvement with the church and finance. To to result in you ultimately becoming the administrative director. What five five years ago? It was just after me, if I recall yeah, correctly, two thousand
2: seventeen. Uh, here at the church. So explain that story just a bit for our listeners. Well, about eight years ago, I started noticing some physical problems, and uh, um, through uh, uh, pursuing it through a number of different medical avenues. Uh, I was eventually diagnosed with a neuromuscular condition mm. um, that was going to eventually make it impractical for me to continue to work in industry and manufacturing. I continued to, to serve in that, and, and then as my condition um, continued to present more challenges, it seemed that simultaneously or coincidentally, the elders and leaders of the church um, started looking at opportunities. Um, to maybe more effectively support our ministries, mm. I, I finally had to leave my work in industry, and I started earnestly seeking God's will for the balance of my life. I still felt like I had some, some things to offer, and um, it appears that the uh, the needs at Faith and the timing of my transition mm. and my seeking God's will um, appear to be uh, come together. That mm. God's plan. Um, for both Faith Bible Church and myself, um, we hit a juncture. Um, and in my role, operational things, administrative tasks get most of my time. Uh, we're talking about things like uh, managing our finances, uh, working with the stewardship team on, on budgeting, um, overseeing compensation, making sure that we are in compliance on on legal and regulatory uh, issues. And then there's other just tangible things, such as uh, facility concerns, the use of our building, the use of our grounds, uh, the safety and security of people as they come and go from our place here. Um, at the same time, I've had the opportunity to serve as an elder, uh, a staff elder on the Elder Council. And uh, in that capacity, I get to use some of the other gifts and skills.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to go a little bit more into that uh, study and what, what motivates your ministry there. But I can just say, listeners, you, you may not be overly familiar with some of the tax applications and, and all that goes on behind the scenes. But let me just tell you up front that you should be really, really glad that the pastors don't, don't do all of that. It's done at a much higher level. Uh, it takes care of every other ministry. But again, to, to your point, Greg, one, one of the things people in, as our listeners and people in our body probably don't mm-hmm. know is you're not just an administrative guy. Uh, you spend a lot of time in the Word. You've got a high acumen for understanding and teaching God's Word to other people. You've taught in a number of different environments here at the church. And so let me ask you a biblical question that's related to this ministry, because all of our ministries in the church are motivated by what we read in Scripture. Uh, so
2: what are some key motivations, some some driving principles um, in your ministry? It's kind of hard to separate the application of God's truth uh, from my work here at the church and and from my personal walk and my personal commitment to Christ as Lord, it's it's difficult to separate those. Um, God's Word is the standard for all we do, uh, as part of his body, as the the body of the church, and, and and it's a standard for how we live our lives with our biological families, as employees here at the church or outside of the church. I mentioned earlier, there came a point in my life. I, I, I truly, I, I believe, I was saved, but I certainly had not yielded mm. totally. And um, there came a point where where Christ became Lord in my life in addition to my Savior. And um, I I think of Romans 10, 9 and 10, uh, where it tells us that that, uh, believing in our heart and professing Christ as Lord is our way of being justified and saved. Um, And then uh, every few weeks I take the time to read Isaiah 6. Uh, I am just moved and and and, and emotionally moved uh, when I read of Isaiah uh, having his vision of being in God's presence. Um, The 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 uh, the angels, the uh, the uh, um, the 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 smoke, the uh, just the absolute amazing glory of being in Christ's presence. And then the idea of of knowing how unworthy we are to be there Mm -hmm. and then to be made guilt-free and atoned for um, by the touching of the the hot coal to the lips and Mm -hmm. and the fact that uh, then uh, to to be in the presence of all these created beings praising God in, in such an amazing way. And the other part of Isaiah 6 that... Um, I had to learn to read all the way through to this, uh, and again, it goes back to what I was talking about, maybe in Matthew twenty-five. But mm-hmm. the idea that um, that the uh, the Lord says, "Who are we going to send?" Mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. the response, "Here I am, Lord, send me." That that <clears throat> yeah. that is a, a moving um, passage for me, and the idea that uh, that God gives us the opportunity to serve Him, and what an opportunity! And um, it's not a matter of would you go it's why wouldn't we mm. go and so Amen. um here I am, Lord, why not send me <laughs> uh, i 'm ready to go and um you know for various reasons over the past few years um i've uh, i've uh, come to really appreciate job and I appreciated the opportunity here I believe it was earlier this year to mm-hmm. uh as we were, were, as we were doing the Old Testament survey courses, I had the opportunity to uh, talk about Job with a Sunday school class. And, and to go back and, and, uh, in, in, uh, in Job chapter 12, uh, and then again in the later parts of, of Job uh, 38, uh, 39, 40, those chapters... And then uh, looking at Psalm 124, Mm -hmm. uh, and all of those there's a common theme where uh, God's presence is so amazing and and so visible everywhere we look. Mm -hmm. And and to even think about somehow um, not falling on your knees uh, in front of this Lord that's created all of this and given us the opportunity to experience that those concepts are, are are infiltrating the decisions I make here at the mm. church uh, as the administrative director, and I won't claim to be uh, to bat a thousand uh, on that. Uh, there are times when when other things get in the way, mm. um, but those are the those are some of the passages that have had a really profound influence mm. that continue i have continue to be drawn back to those. Yeah.
1: And I love you picked some of those passages. It's it's just interesting for me to to look at those passages and and think back of our time being on staff together. And uh, one of the things that those listeners that know Greg well uh, will know that there are a couple of themes um, that he's always going back to. The first is just what you're talking about, putting faith into action. I, I love the fact that in so many of our discussions, uh, we tend to talk kind of ethereally, and, and you're always the one that's saying, okay, guys, what are we going to do? Like, what are we actually going to do? And so we're thankful for that influence. We're thankful for... Um, that that reverence that you're talking about. You know, if in doubt, you bring a a perspective that is very, you know, God is awesome and God is big and we should be reverent and falling before him, which has to be balanced, obviously, with he's also our father. And and those discussions are really encouraging. And hearing those in those passages that you're talking about is an encouragement. I've seen so much of that come out in your ministry. So let's shift gears here just a little bit from what kind of motivates your ministry to more specifically the day in and day out. Challenges, joys, everything that goes into that. What what is one significant challenge that you face that your ministry area faces
2: when it comes to administration here at the church? Well, recently, uh, a thing called COVID has impacted <laughs> that little thing. Like... Pretty much every aspect of our ministry and uh, our operation, and even now the continuing effect of that. Uh, it has impacts on our staffing and, and our our ability to move ahead with some of our plans and initiatives. So, um, those kind of interruptions, those yeah. kinds of challenges, um, are not unexpected, but at the same time, they add a, another level of complexity mm-hmm. uh, and, and can take our focus off of our 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 purpose in in ministry and sharing the gospel and in supporting the growth of. Of believers and, and and reaching the community. Mm,
1: for sure. Whenever you're trying to get things organized and pulled together, those sort of little interruptions have a
2: tendency to kind of
1: scatter everything a- again.
2: And absolutely. And it's been a it's been a a, a dynamic thing. Mm. Um, we we anticipate uh, things will go one way and and restrictions go another way. And right. certainly uh, wanting to uh, to do the right thing, make the right decisions and still be effective in our ministry has has made it a little more challenging.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go to the flip side of the equation from what is challenging in ministry to what is a high point. What uniquely in administration do you get a lens into that's really a joy in ministry?
2: Uh, Being in administration, I get to be involved with every aspect of our ministry in some Mm -hmm. way, shape, or form. and uh, The the opportunity to hang out here at the church with uh, With men and women who just cherish the Lord, who are serving for His purpose, Um, and then also to serve side by side with brothers uh, on the Elder Council and and the kind of relationships that have developed there, Mm. Um, the interactions in our small group, the interactions um, with with the various teams in the church. it's, it's such an encouragement to hear the testimonies, uh, to see the passion, yeah. um, to know that, uh, that these are people who, uh, who share, uh, with us the purpose of our local church and, and also, um, just, just take such pleasure in, in, in serving God. That that's, um, to be able to see that up close and personal on a day-in, day-out basis is just an amazing uh, benefit. Um, I think it's the people. Yeah. It's the people who love the Lord, yeah. uh, the, the, the people who are out there um, trying to help each other, encourage each other, meet needs, share Christ every day yeah. uh, across such a wide range of ministries. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, lastly, what
1: what is one way that people can be praying for you? Be praying for your area of ministry specifically here at the church.
2: Well, you know, there's a lot of folks um, uh, buying for attention, buying for time, buying for resources, and. Uh, um, I, I would ask that people pray that I always strive to do what I do and make decisions based on what glorifies God. Mm. To do things in a way that's pleasing in His sight and, and are intended for His purpose, that we don't ever get um, sidetracked with the idea of, uh, of pleasing people. Mm. Uh, even when uh, even when there, there are, are valuable um, good things. If it takes our eye off of serving Christ, if it takes our eye off of our call uh, to promote the gospel through the ministry of Faith Bible Church, um, I'd pray that uh, that I have a clarity of vision in that. Mm. Um, and then personally, uh, there's so many things clamoring for our attention. Uh, again, I would I would pray that uh, people would continue to. Uh, to 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 pray for protection from distraction, mm-hmm. uh, from all those things that appear so important, but that don't necessarily reflect Christ, and those things that are real and internal. That mm-hmm. uh, to keep keep our eyes on the ball.
1: Yeah,
2: it's definitely a
1: theme that's come up in some of our other interviews with other staff. Having that position of having to choose the best things. Uh, so many things that are good that we could be engaging in ministry, but we have to choose the very best uh, that we can focus on. Very good. Well, listeners, I do hope you've enjoyed this opportunity to get to know Greg Heiser just a little bit more, to hear a little bit about the background ministry of administration, the logistics and the budgeting and everything that goes into making the church operate smoothly on a week in and week out basis. i um, Greg, thank you for taking the time to join us, for your willingness to step on the podcast for all of your faithful ministry, for your years of faithfully serving the church. On behalf of the church, I just want to thank you for that, and we appreciate that ministry. Any final thoughts, any things you'd like to leave our listeners with, anything
2: that they might need to know that we didn't cover anywhere else on the podcast? Well, just uh, one thing about me personally. Yeah, I love coming to church. <laughs> uh, I love Sunday mornings, and I think if you were to talk to my wife or my daughter or my son, they would tell you that that I start getting ready for church on Saturday night. <laughs> That's it. And and I just I just love the idea of a of a day really focused on the Lord, where we really where I, I really feel like I could come here surrounded by brothers and sisters of Christ and, and praise God. Uh, the shared prayer and worship and study and fellowship through the morning on Sunday morning that's, yes. that's a springboard for me spiritually and emotionally and, and when I have to miss there's a gap and, yeah. and so I, I just I just would say I love coming to church on mm. Sunday the faith Bible Church. <laughs>
1: As evidenced by the fact that you're always wearing a tie
2: right? Joy enthusiasm There's a story story in that for another time. Very good. Well, thank you so much
1: for the time, Greg, and for your willingness to step on here. Listeners, let me just remind you before we wrap up that this coming Sunday, Tom will be moving from Hebrews 4 into Hebrews 5. He's going to be talking about verses 1 through 10 as we dive further into Jesus as our great high priest. We'd encourage you to read ahead in that chapter and in those verses as you get ready for services on Sunday. Those will be held at 9 o'clock or 10.30, so we hope you join us. We'd love to see you here at one of those services. And thanks for taking the time to join us here on the podcast. If it's been helpful, just remember you can always share it, rate it, or comment on it to help other people find it. And we hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.